Before the Rings of Power, there were the Silmarils. Before Sauron, there was his master Morgoth. Before Aragorn and Arwen, there was Beren and Luthien. Join us as we explore Tolkien and all the ages of Middle-earth with your hosts from TheOneRing.com, Jonathan Watson and Michael Grumbine. Oh man, this is the third episode of us going through all the changes in Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings films. And it feels like it's been forever because we didn't do we've got through only six and it's like we've talked so much about it already and we've got three more to go and i think we're like maybe four mm, percent of the way done yeah how many are there total 4%. um they keep growing that's the problem we we're have above, to we have above, to figure it above, out we're above 300 now right we're well and we're not above 300 we're above 200 now but but it's growing um and the return of the king has a bunch i have to triage some of those and, and go through them but uh, yeah if you have a change please go to the one ring.com slash changes and let us know um even if you don't want to look at our other changes we'll make sure that we don't double them up obviously uh if you're like hey this they changed this i don't want to take the time to look at this page that you have with this huge list of changes then just go ahead and tell us and, and we'll, we'll, we'll we'll use it or not um so yeah so um we have been going through these changes and um and this is this this day is going to be interesting because I think we're going to disagree. I think we're going to disagree. Maybe, maybe it's more not. fun that way. It's more fun. Um, uh, but for now, um, I'm going to give you guys who are listening because we, what we do is we also post these on YouTube as um, just like little eight nine minute shorts uh, that have uh, each each numbered right number one two three four five six seven eight nine etc for each change so that people can just right. watch those instead of going through. All this intro stuff that you guys are probably like skipping through on your podcast app anyway. Um, so uh, thirty seconds, thirty that's seconds, right. thirty that's seconds. Right. Uh, so right now, in on our three questions of is it lore friendly? Does it make for better cinema? And how much do you like the change? Uh, is it lore friendly? Both you and I, Michael, we are two out of six for our six so far. So we're at thirty three percent. On does it make for better cinema? We're for three. We're three out of six. So we're at fifty percent on those. And each of us, I know, we're trying to change. But, but our answers are different. What's interesting is our numbers are, are like, if you if people listen to the podcast, we had differing answers. They've added up to the same number, yeah. but but there were some differences in yeah. opinion. And then on the how much do you like the change, your average is a 3.6 and mine is a 3.2, which isn't surprising, which is about right. I have a feeling that will that will continue. I'll, I, I, I'll be curious to see how much more mine's going to drop. <laughs> well, yeah. I think it's possible we're both going to drop um, these these general changes are I'm a little more forgiving about in some cases yeah. than than some of the other stuff. Um, but let's let's get into it. Yeah. OK, so we're going to get into it uh, before I get into it, though. Hey, uh, this is our standard, guys. If, if you want to support us, because we really appreciate the support, um, it, it just takes a lot of time and energy. Uh, and of course, we pay for all the different hosting and then restream yard and all that. And if you want to support us. Uh, even if you don't want to listen to the extended podcast, just become a member. Go to thewondering.com slash member and tell us that, you know, hey, I, I like what you're doing. I, I've I've gotten some great feedback this week. You know, last week we were talking about some folks who are unhappy with the way we were doing things. And now I got like, hey, you guys are doing great. We love this stuff. This is really interesting. Even if I disagree with you, I like that you're going through it and making me think, right? And that's half of our goal is like, let's think about this a little bit harder so we can um, better uh, approach the films and the books with a more knowledgeable standpoint. So, um, yeah, go to the one slash member. You got the extended podcast. We're, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. I just copied and pasted the questions from discord into my little, um, doc here. So I didn't even want to read them so that Michael and I are going to come into this completely 100% 
uh, unscathed, unmarked. We don't have any clue what they're going to be talking about. So I'm just going to leave that wide open this time. So, so if you want to hear us babble like fools. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean. Babble. We don't babble. We, we, uh, we speak with clear speak authority yourself. and truth. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to the wondering.com slash One of us does. All right. We're going to jump into our first change we're going to talk about. We call it the Hobbit Youth Movement. It's wonderful to see you, Gandalf. <laughs> Sorry. Get him. The reason that I pulled those clips together is they're just there to show how young the hobbits are. Uh, and let me take one little step back. So we all know that the hobbits are supposed to be older. Well, not we all. Many of us know the hobbits are supposed to be older in the, in the books. In the books, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Frodo is 50 when he goes on the... Um, so two things. Frodo is 33 at the beginning of the books when uh, Bilbo has his birthday because Bilbo and Frodo share the same birthday. Right. The long-expected party, yes. The party. He's 33. And then when he goes on the quest, he's 17 years older. or uh, Yeah, he's 17 years older, and he's 50. So what, by the time they go on the quest, Frodo is 50, Sam is 38, is, Mary is 36, and Pippin is 28. Uh, so that's a big difference. Obviously, to compress time, to make the changes that were necessary, we couldn't really just randomly say 17 years passed, and all of a sudden they're a bunch older, right? I, I understand why Peter Jackson couldn't really do that. Um, was I disappointed? <laughs> that really didn't bother me a ton, because the, those 17 years passed pretty fast in, in the books, too. Uh, so anyway... Um, Tolkien, Tolkien doesn't go through all kinds of stuff that was happening in those 17 years. We, we learn about some right. of the things Gandalf was doing later, but, but the, we don't see any of those years passing in the hot, like there's a couple paragraphs and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So one thing to remember though, is the hobbits at, isn't it 33 is the coming of age for the hobbits. Then you're considered yes, an adult. It's their 18. So they're almost like doubled in age. So 33 is say 18. So that means if you're 28, it's kind of like you're 15 maybe, or 16. Uh, so there's the, the hobbits have an extended life. They don't, they live longer than humans. As far as I can tell, I think uh, even like uh, Sam was like a hundred when he went to the gray havens. Yeah. Average age of a hobbit is uh, hobbits die between 90 and hundred on average. Okay. So their coming of age is at 33. Peter Jackson clearly decided I can't, I can't make them all that old. Uh, Elijah Wood is 18 when they started filming, right? Like right here in the shot that you see on the screen. Um, so they, they decided to make them younger. Uh, anything else to say about that before we jump into our three questions, Michael? Um, yes. So that's the, well, I mean, I guess, I guess I can get into the meat when we get into the three questions about why I'm giving the answers I am. But let me just say my general sense, which is where we may differ on this, is that as you say, the Hobbit coming of age is 33. So that's 15 years older than we, than we are coming of age in the modern world anyway, 15 to 17 ish. Um, they live about 20 years longer than humans. Uh, Bilbo was the longest lived hobbit ever at 131 years old. Um, so he was, he was about 36 years older than the average hobbit. Um, and, and so what's clear to me from what Tolkien is saying is that if they're coming of age is 33, that means they're going to mature biologically. They're going to mature more slowly than humans um, and get into their fullness of full adulthood at 33. And they're going to live a little longer than humans too. So that carries forward, that, that number of years carries forward almost directly. 
Um, yeah. And this is why my answers are going to be what my answers are going to be about this. This one doesn't bother me. And the reason it doesn't bother me. Hey, stop. We got to get oh, into the questions. Oh, oh, You're not, not allowed to. Okay. All right. All right. Goodness. Therefore, okay. Context given. Let's There's go a the program questions. here. There's a process right, we right, have right. to follow to keep everybody happy, particularly me. All right. So first question we always ask is, is it lore friendly? Does this match with what Tolkien wrote in the Lord of the Rings books? Uh... I guess, I guess no. It's not lore friendly to change the ages of of the characters. That's that's a, I mean it's kind of obvious. It's just not not lore friendly. Yeah. Um I don't th- I'm going to say no as well. So the reason I'm going to say no though is because of uh, Frodo. So Frodo should be distinctively older than the others and he isn't. Mm-hmm. Um I don't I wouldn't have a problem mm-hmm. with it be, I wouldn't even call it lore unfriendly to show them young looking. Um, the other three hobbits, because they are young looking for hobbits. They're all around a few years around around what we would consider 18. So right. Pippin, Pippin's like 16 and um and uh Mary and Sam are about the same age. They're they're about the equivalent of like 21-ish, you know, in human years. So they're all young looking. Mm-hmm. Um and they're all young for hobbits, except Frodo. Frodo should should look like he's like 30 or so. Um, in his in his thirties, and he doesn't. So that's the one. That's the reason I end up on no. But for the other three, I end up on yes because it's not. It is lore friendly because it, it doesn't tell us. Oh, these guys are such and such years old. It just shows us young looking hobbits, and that's not lore unfriendly. Yeah. And, and and honestly, the biggest difference is Frodo looks like the youngest of the hobbits. That's, that's it. That's a, it's yeah. a complete flip. So because of Frodo, I have to say no. The other hobbits actually look the right age, and that's why. And, yeah. and that's why because they look around. 18-ish years old, 18, 19, 20 years old, which yeah. is what they would look like as hobbits. That's my that's my case. That's my that's where I'm putting my stand landing the plane. In All fact, right. I'm uh, changing my answer to yes because three out of four means means uh, uh mm. that's mostly it's mostly yes. So I'm gonna say yes. All right. Um, it is lore friendly, mostly. We're making it's a most, on me. mostly peaceful. I mean mostly, mostly lore peaceful. friendly. <laughs> it's a mostly it's a mostly lore friendly. CNN would approve. Yes. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. Let's uh, move into the the second question, which is, does the change make for better cinema? Uh, You start on this one, Michael. Since I only think the change is in Frodo, because I've already answered that I don't think there's a change visually, because they didn't tell us that Peter Jackson never said Pippin was was young. It was like 18 years old. Um, Mm -hmm. He he just the years are unknown. So he shows him young and he should look young. And so. Um, the only change was Frodo, and does the change make better cinema? Yes. And the reason it makes better cinema is because the primary character of the Hobbits is innocence, and they are frequently mistaken for children, not just because of their size, but if you remember, Pippin is mistaken for a child um, in, in Minas Tirith when he's there um, by people that are seeing him up close. Um, and so it's not just that they um, that they are, you know, older but they're they're small they actually look young and so frodo looking young does make better cinema because hope the hope and the innocence that the hobbits have as their primary characteristic is what enables frodo to weather the ring for so long so it does make visually it makes better cinema and cinema is primarily a visual medium so my answer is yes does it make for better cinema i'm indifferent so I, to me, the answer is no. I don't think it makes it makes it better in the sense that. So here's the thing: age is a construct of uh, of 
not uh, it, it's not how they look, right? Aragorn is eighty nine. Obviously, he's a Dunedain. He has eighty seven. Eighty seven. Um, yeah. Eighty seven. Uh, he has extreme old age, right? He, he he's not going to be like um, the the kings of Numenor, where the, the you know the longest lived one I think was almost four hundred years. I think, um, but he's he's gonna he's you know he's middle aged at eighty seven. Well, hobbits in a sense at fifty are are also middle aged. It's kind of like being thirty five in a way. Only one only one hobbit's fifty. Remember, I understand. But what I'm saying is they they making him like if they would have simply changed Frodo into be a slightly older person. I think they they liked Elijah Wood so much that they felt like they had to stick with the young hobbit thing right there right. because you look, uh, Pippin. Uh, Billy Boyd, he was thirty-two or thirty-three, I think, when they started. He was the this. oldest of the oldest of the. He actors was the oldest one, which is funny because yet. he's he's supposed to be the youngest here by twenty-two years younger than Frodo in the books. Um, well, a Scottish so, accent makes you younger, don't you know? <laughs> no, it's because if it's not Scottish, it's crap. So, <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I just don't think it's it's as like I'm indifferent about this, but I would say no. It doesn't make for better cinema. It just makes it different. Okay, that's fair. Um, all right. Let's go to the next one. The final question is how much do you like the change of making them younger? How much do you like the change? Okay. Like I said, I'm indifferent. So to me, it does like, you can still have the same character, whether they're younger or they're older. It doesn't, it's not, it's not a huge deal to me. So uh, I'm just going to go straight down the middle. We're going to go with the straight 2.5 on this one. It doesn't matter. It's fine. I don't care. Whatever. I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep over this one. Okay. I'm going to go. Uh, much higher. And the reason is I actually like, remember, I'm only arguing about Frodo because the other three aren't a change in my mind because mm -hmm. they're visually visually shown to be the right age, which is which is young hobbits. Um, the uh, Frodo is the only change. And I've, as I've said, it, the change gives you the impression of innocence and hope, which I think I liked. So I'm going to go 4.1. Wow, four point one. Remember, my scale is. Do you even like J.R. Tolkien? A four. <laughs> <laughs> I do. In fact, the books will always be better than movies. But if you're making a movie, do I like the change? Yes, I do. I like making Frodo younger. Hmm. 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 I don't. Yeah. To me, it's sort of like a, it's it's it doesn't even. I don't like. I, I care so little about this one that to me it it doesn't it doesn't bother me. That's it fair. It's sort of like right right in the middle. And there All we right, go. Oh. Done yeah, that's, done. that's our that's our biggest change yet 1.6 between you and me I, I i have a feeling we're gonna have somewhere we're like dead on still and somewhere we're really far apart and so I, it goes might be surprised on some of it all right guys let's move on to the next one number eight in our list of aragorn the dark and brooding what his right name is i've never heard but round here gentlemen what about breakfast I've already had it. Uh. Aragorn, the dark and brooding. That's what we're naming this here because um, there's a change to Aragorn that's just cosmetic, really. And and we're going to talk about this. And, and there are more cosmetic changes in The Lord of the Rings that Peter Jackson makes. But it's not worth our time or your time to go over every little nitpicky thing about, you know, uh, the collar on Legolas's shirt or the boots that he wears. No, which maybe we'll are, do it. No, no, those, that's to, totally worth it. We have to do. So, so in lieu of doing all the costume changes that are made based on what, how Tolkien wrote, wrote, wrote about characters, we'll still go over weaponry changes. I think that's, that's something that we can look at. Um, but we're going to take a look at the changes that Peter Jackson made here. So um, I'm first going to read how in two places in the fellowship of the ring, how, 
Tolkien describes Strider, aka Aragorn. Uh, and so this is in Bree at the Prancing Pony. He writes, his legs were stretched out before him, showing high boots of supple leather that fitted him well, but had, been, had seen much wear and were now caked with mud. A travel-stained cloak of heavy dark green cloth was drawn close about him. So maybe that's, you can see, you know, there, there's a, there is a, a, a travel-stained cloak of some sort, but um, as we see further down, right, it's all dark, it's all black, um, and even here, when you get into uh, where it's clear against the the, the snow and Caradras, is you can see, or the Misty Mountains, you can see that uh, it's black. Uh, and then this is his description as they leave Rivendell, as the Fellowship leaves Rivendell. Aragorn had Anduril but no other weapon, and he went forth clad only in rusty green-brown as a ranger of the wilderness. So I thought it'd be important to say, okay, well, rusty green-brown, what does that look like? Uh, how do we see it? And so this example here by Ted Naismith, um, kind of gives us a better look at what Aragorn would kind of look like with tight-fitting boots, which he says are bo fitted, boots that fitted him well. Obviously, they're a little bit more like light leather. Um, but you can see, I don't know if it comes through on here, but the, the cloak, the, the, there is a little brown around under his uh, elven, elven uh, cape here, elven cloak. Um, that is the rusty brown and green, the green right that he's wearing as his primary tunic. So that fits him, fits a little bit closer to what Tolkien said. Wait, wait, but wait, here... wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Does that, that tunic looks green to you? It looks, it looks lighter brown to me. Am I colorblind? To me, there's a little bit of green in it. Okay. All right. It's, it certainly looks worn. That's but anyway, it, it definitely fits the color. It's green, lighter, green, right? Green, brown. Yep. This is, this is Aragorn dark and brooding. And so Aragorn is indeed, uh, they, they just made him all black, all dark, all very mysterious. And, um, you were going to say, yeah. So, yeah, I just, I just think that this, the thing, one of the things that's important to understand about why we're taking this change on is because the colors, as you, the quote you wrote, you read out was the best one, which is the colors that Aragorn wears um, fit his status as a ranger. He's wearing ranger clothing, okay, mm -hmm. um, and the ranger clothing is greens and browns, and clearly they don't do that in the movie. So no, that and I and I think if you look, it's because you look at the hobbits and they're in greens and browns, and you can't have Aragorn in greens and browns, and you can't have the hobbits in greens and browns, and Legolas is in greens, so it would make it very uh, monotone for all the fellowship to, to look exactly the same. I mean, it's like if they did all the uh, you know all the dwarves wore exactly the same clothes, right? Uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't notice yep. the difference between them. So I think that's that's where they start. Um, all right, so uh, let's 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 then go through. The three our questions. changes here so here we go aragorn the dark and brooding uh who's wearing dark clothes and uh you know and so do a bunch of other people they change their clothes too so is it lore friendly to change aragorn's clothes or to change anyone else's clothes uh to make them completely different or somewhat different than what tolkien writes in the lord of the rings uh Lore friendly, you know, I'm going to say yes. It's unless it's like they're they're wearing something completely different. Like they're, they're it's it's a future. Uh, they they change the time zone, the time frame, and uh, all of a sudden they're wearing uh, mood rings and things like that, and and uh, uh, sneakers, right? That that's different. But in the change they made here, I think it's completely lore friendly. I don't have a problem with it at all, honestly. Yeah, and I don't even think I I'm like I'm going to go on a limb here, and Christopher Tolkien's going to turn over in his grave. But I don't even <laughs> think Tolkien would care that much. Like, like the the the, uh, the when you're when you're showing a character from a book, 
even if the technical colors are somewhat off. It isn't like he's wearing pink or anything like that. Right, it's not, exactly. He, yeah. He's wearing dark. Even that cloak, the dark cloak, which we use, as you said, does look like it's black. It might even have a tinge of dark green in it. It might be yeah. like like it, it's yeah. it's definitely it's not outside the color palette. I don't I don't I don't think it's lore unfriendly. So I'm gonna say yes. Agreed. All right, let's go to the next one. Does the change make for better cinema? Does the change make for better cinema? Uh, your turn, Michael. You go first. Does it make for better cinema? Um, I guess a mild yes because of the color pattern that you said. Um, here here's the important part. Butterbur doesn't like rangers he he considers rangers to be these scruffy ne'er-do-wells mm -hmm. and aragorn definitely looks like a scruffy ne'er-do-well like the the question for me is more of what effect does the color change have on the character aragorn looks the part of a guy that's been sleeping out in the wilds for for months weeks on end at least and and his clothing reflects that it's dirty it's dark color right. it's it's good color i don't i just I, and I think with the contrast issue that you mentioned, where the hobbits are in slightly lighter colors, Legolas is in a, a very is green, is mm -hmm. in green. Um, mm -hmm. It is probably better from a contrast perspective. Mild, yes. Yeah, I think it, I think it makes better visually on screen to have something completely different for him than the hobbits. If you met the, met him at the same time, and um, I don't have a clip here, but if you had Frodo in Bree, right, he comes in with brown and green essentially, or maybe a dark red, you could almost say, but it, it that's how Tolkien describes Aragorn. And so you've got to make him different. There's no way to like, to, to make it all bland and boring on screen and, and give them something different to hang their hat on. And if it's a visual effect, like that's minor, like just changing the color of his cloak, of his shirt, of his pants, hundred percent. I'm totally fine with that. I think it made it actually better. Yep. All right. <clears throat> how much do you like the change? How much do you like the change? All right. I'll go first. Um, um, I mean, I, it's, it's not like a change. I would go like, you know what? That was a really good decision. It's not a four or a five. So I'm probably going to land somewhere around it. It's, it's, it's a, the right decision for cinema. Uh, so I like it. I think I'm, I'm good with it. It makes me perfectly fine that that's who Aragorn was in the beginning. And they kind of gave him that more brooding. I mean, he comes across as brooding in, in the, the books as well, right in the beginning. So um, I think that lends to his character a little bit more because it's a visual, it's a visual yeah. representation of who we need yep. the character to be. That makes sense. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, for the exact same reasons, I, I just, I think it, I like it. I don't think it's, I didn't even really notice it when I was watching it. I wasn't like, oh, the colors are changed. Uh, I, I admit that there are a slight change afterwards, but I didn't, it didn't break my immersion. In retrospect, it's, I like it. So 3.8. 3.8. Yeah, yep. still higher. I'm trying to reach your level, Michael. Just can't do it, man. I just can't get to that. I, that's right. I am just an, in, an inveterate optimist. That's what You're I am. You're just a super fan of Peter Jackson. That's, that's right. I, I should have been on the super fans <laughs> of the Rings of Power. I would oh, have man. a thing to say. Oh, 3.8. 3.8. Yeah. You you love the Rings of Power. You love that Gollum game I hear, too. That was, that was oh, pretty the best, awesome. The best game I've ever played. <laughs> All right, guys, that's uh, number eight, Aragorn, the Dark and Brooding. Does this change matter? Do, do any of those really minor costume changes matter? Oh, eh. Not really, guys. I mean, not not really. Not like you know, Faramir matters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. we're just wait. there's there's a few <laughs> changes that I'm just waiting. We're just, I know. <laughs> it's gonna turn turn it's into coming. like because they're gonna be months down the line because there are hundreds of changes. And when I finally get there to Faramir, I'm just I'm gonna explode. I'm gonna uh, rant. It's gonna be like <laughs> a 10, 10 minute rant for me. But uh, until then, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. Actually. We've got 
a big one next, and that's Aragorn, uh, the reluctant king. There's no strength left in the world of men. There is one who could unite them. One who could reclaim the throne of Gondor. He turned from that path a long time ago. He has chosen exile. They will answer to the king of Gondor. Anduril, a flame of the west, forged from the shards of Narsil. Put aside the ranger. Become who you are born to be. Oh man, I still hate that line. I hate it. I hate it so much. When I saw that in the movies, I couldn't stand that they waited this long to make him the king. And that's what we're talking about. Aragorn, the reluctant king. And as we saw from the very beginning of those clips that, that I pulled, uh, he was made to not want the kingdom, right? And and uh, this is where in the beginning in the Fellowship of the Ring, when Gandalf is talking to uh, Elrond, he says, he says to him, uh, Elrond says to Frodo, there's no strength left in men, right? They're, they're a poor and broken people uh, right. scattered and can't remember exactly what he says. Um, and so Elrond, who raised Aragorn, who believed in Aragorn, is this, oh, we'll get to Ar we'll get to Elrond, I guess. I can't concentrate on Elrond. Um, but Aragorn, Aragorn is reluctant, right? And in the books, he is, he knows who he is. And he leaves Rivendell with Anduril. He doesn't wait until he's uh <clears throat> uh, he's right he, he, right before he heads into uh the Dunharrow. Dunharrow, thank you. Yes. Okay. So, uh he's not reluctant. And I'm going to read you a couple quotes uh from that that Tolkien wrote in Fellowship of the Ring. And this is in Rivendell uh at the Council of Elrond, I believe. Maybe it's right before. Uh and uh, uh he writes this. He is Aragorn, son of Arathorn, says El said Elrond, and he's descended through many fathers from Isildur, Elendil's son of Minas Ithil. He is the chief of the Dúnedain in the north and few are now left of that folk. So he immediately says he is descended through many fathers from Isildur Elendil's son, right? He's, he's the king, is what he's saying by, by pointing that out. Uh, and then in a, and when Aragorn is looking at Boromir, uh, Tolkien writes this, Aragorn smiled at him. Then he turned to Boromir again. For my part, I forgive your doubt, he said. Little do I resemble the figures of Elendil and Isildur as they stand carven in their majesty in the halls of Denethor. I am but the heir of Isildur, not Isildur himself. I have had a hard life. And along the leagues that lie between here and Gondor, a small part in the count of my journeys. I have crossed many mountains and many rivers and trodden many plains, even to the far countries of Rune and Harad, where the stars are strange. But he he here too says, I am the heir of Isildur. Not Isildur himself, but still the heir. Um, and then looking at the Argonoth, Tolkien writes, Fear not, Aragorn said. Long have I desired to put on look upon the likenesses of Isildur and Anarion, my sires of old. Under their shadow, Elisar, the elfstone of Arathorn of the house of Valandils, Valandil, Isidore's son, heir of Elendil, has not to dread. So right there, he's going through the whole litany of Elisar, the Elfstone, son of Arathorn, of the house of Valandil, Isidore's son. That's who he is, heir of Elendil. He has nothing to fear because that's where he's going. So he has, he, he knows he's going to be the king. He is a driven person to ascend the throne because he knows this is the point. And so that's why Anduril is forged before they leave Rivendell. Right. That was a lot. Um, okay, so th those are some great quotes. I love the one about the Argonoth because it shows that Aragorn is embracing his royal lineage. There is no doubt in him. The one quote that we did not pick up from the movie, which Aragorn says that the same weakness is in him. Oh, good point. I should have brought um, that up. And and but it's okay. Everyone everyone knows it or can look it up. 
Um, Aragorn himself doubts in the movies, Aragorn doubts his own um, worthiness because Isildur failed in the face of the ring's temptation. So Aragorn says that's a weakness in men. And Elrond um, echoes that to the, his, in his conversation with Arwen in the movies. So this is a major change. Unlike some of the previous ones we've been covering, this is a massive change. Um, because it speaks to the motivation. I mean, the book, the, the name of the book, Return of the King, is that's about Aragorn. Um, so he's a he he is a Good primary point. figure in Tolkien's um, in the story that Tolkien is telling, and he is not um, reluctant. He is neither reluctant nor does he is he um, scared of his own lineage. He is proud of his lineage, um, as the quotes you you made showed. I would add a couple things from the appendices. Aragorn has been preparing for this um, return for a long time. He had made a show in 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 Gondor um, years before, preparing them to accept him. They even built a statue to him, Thorongil, under the name of Thorongil. Um, and he fought against the corsairs of Umbar, and he made himself like he was doing the work of a king. And to the to the people of Gondor at that time, he was a hero because it wasn't the right time to declare um, who he was in his full lineage. But at the time of the tale of the of the ring, the war of the ring, it was the right time, and he embraces it. Um, as you mentioned, uh, he and Elrond are of one mind. There's no disagreement. Mm -hmm. Elrond has uh, Narsil reforged into Andril before they leave um, uh, Rivendell. Um, Aragorn, and then the the one of the, the instead of having Elrond show up with Andril, which is the shot you show here, oh. um, what oh. really happened was on the way back from Isengard with the Rohirrim, with King Theoden, they are overtaken by a band of rangers, Elro I mean, I'm sorry, Aragorn's own kinfolk, mm -hmm. who are there, um, all grim men, and, and, and um, uh, very impressive to the people, even, of the, even to the warriors of the Rohirrim. So the rangers of the north come, and they, they come bearing a standard, which we don't know is a standard yet until, until the path, after the Paths of the Dead, but they come bearing a standard which has been in the works. Um, Aragorn and Arwen have been engaged. They've been betrothed. Mm -hmm. At the time of um, when, when, when um, it's not, it's not actually Elrond. It's his sons Elidon and Rel here that come bearing the standard. Elrond never leaves Rivendell um, for dur during the book, um, but they come bearing the standard. This is a standard that has been woven by his betrothed for nearly uh, forty years. <laughs> for thirty-eight years since their betrothal, right. she's been weaving with mithril gold and gems this standard which is the combined how a standard of gondor and the how and the markings of the house of elendil showing his lineage and so this is a this has been 40 years in the making even from his from arwen's perspective and so this is well planned out his this is the path it's the time of fulfillment of the prophecy which is why in dunharrow he goes yeah, into and, and isn't it funny that I, it's a great point you bring up um that in the movies it's it's uh, Arwen that pushes her father to reforge uh, Anarsil into Andril. In the books, she's been doing it, like you said, for thirty years. And this is this is what she said to. Uh, this is what she had Halbarad uh, say to Aragorn that uh, oh, got she the sends Good. these words for you: "The days are now short. Either our hope cometh, or all hopes end. Therefore, I send thee what I have made for thee. Farewell, Elfstone." So she's like, she's like. This is your destiny. Mm -hmm. You're gonna. You're. It, it's all on you, man. You've got to take it all. Um, and so, yeah, bi bigger. Like, I just. 
he th there's a hint of where he's gonna like you don't know in a way because of who he is and who he's portrayed as as he's not kingly right he's you don't meet him as the kingly king right. um but once he has a standard once he starts leading men right you start seeing that transformation so to say okay i'm getting into the stuff so to say that he doesn't transform in the books i think is um unstudied uh, yeah. And uh, but anyway. but but there's no sign of there's no there's no sign of the weakness that the, the, he's not scared of his lineage. Right. It's right. the question is, is it the right time? And as the quote from Arwen, when she gives him the standard she's been working on for decades and it, also his own musing when he he references the fact that he and Elrond spoke of him being the fulfillment of the prophecies at the paths of the dead. And that's why that his remembering of that and this discussion with Eladon and Elro here is what's what makes him take the final step to go into the paths of the dead. He's embracing his lineage and he's embraced already. The question is just for him, Ben, in the books, when is the right time? Yeah. Is it now? And and yeah. and the answer is yes. Now is the right time. Now it's time to come as the king, to return as the king to Gondor via the paths of the dead. And so, so this is, is it lore friendly? It is so lore unfriendly that I have. I, if I could have two yeses, I mean two noes, I would put oh, two noes in in there. Can't um, do, I can't how about H and hell no? I, I trying. I was trying to add. It just doesn't. Uh, big fonts, man. So we'll say it's. Wait, no, this no. is this is the opposite of lore uh, lore friendly. There you go. Is, yeah, no, no exclamation point. There we go. <laughs> That'll be our. <laughs> you get three. <laughs> <laughs> it is not friendly at all. Is. This is one of those changes where I I was just this so is not just lore unfriendly. This is lore uh, lore of opposite. This is opposite. Yeah, of lore. just and and you know I thought I remember seeing Return of the King and I thought I had gotten over my dislike of how they had changed things by that point. I'd seen the movies enough. I'd be like, okay, I'm accepting the movies for what they are. But when when Elrond comes in and says, "Be the king you were meant to be," it's like, ugh. Oh. He knows that already. He's supposed to have known that, and it's not supposed yeah. to be something thrust on him by El Elrond and Arwen. Yeah, his his um his beta male speech to Arwen um, about how the same weakness lies in him. Um, oh. That was that to me was the worst. That that was when I was like banging on the arms the arms of the uh brought that one up of too. the seat the seat in the theater this is the um, problem with some of these changes there would be too many clips to pull i'd be like knocked yeah. down off of youtube they'd be like you can't post that guys all right so we're, we're we're of one mind on that one definitely lore friendly i don't think we can do like a an, an exclamation point in my spreadsheet here of all of our different changes so. that's all right okay does the change make for better cinema Hell no. No. I mean, I, I think we're both of the same mind here. This is where these big changes were always going to be in the same boat, I think. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't. Um, Making Aragorn weak does not. Now, now, I heard something about that, about how he, like, like Jackson wanted to make sure there was some tension and and um, he thought that was have a, a character arc. Got to have a character yep, arc. Yep. And the arc. And I'm just, look. Uh, that doesn't to me to my mind that doesn't make better cinema making aragorn weak aragorn is is the epic hero return the returning king um the cool thing about about um lord of the rings is that tolkien shows his um, literary chops by giving us about four heroes in instead of four different types of hero in the movie but aragorn fulfills the the epic hero the Beowulf character to the to the fullest, mm -hmm. um, more than any other of the heroes. I think Gandalf can be argued to be a hero. Sam and Frodo can each be argued to be a hero of different types as well. But yeah, but um, 
yeah yeah he's this is not better cinema this is worse cinema no and i think it goes to what we talked about in a previous episode where uh jackson feels like every character has to have some sort of an arc and he it's sort of like he thrusts on it on them whether they need it or not so faramir had to have that character arc even though he's a tertiary character yeah um uh even arwen had to have a character arc i mean he wanted yeah. to make her a battle battle babe too but that didn't yeah. work out thankfully <laughs> <That'll be. laughs> <laughs> all right let's make go to the last question how much, okay, on a scale of one to five, not zero to five, Michael, one to five, how much do you like the change? 0. 0.5, which rounds up to one. So, yeah. <laughs> how low can you go? Um, um, how much do I like the change? Is it a, the lowest possible? Um, actually, I, I won't say it's it's a 1.0. That's okay. I will yeah. reserve that for a few for others. Others, yeah. Um, I'll I'll give it a 1.2 because I understand and um, um where he's coming from on that. Uh, and it does give it a cinematic arc. It's just the wrong arc. Um, and and so so I, I'll give it a 1.2. Yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah. I think if if the, if that would if his change would have been one of the only changes they made like if they would have changed him and not changed say faramir or changed uh mary or changed arwen right if the, if he wouldn't if they wouldn't have made all these changes i would probably be um less aggressive in my dislike of this so i'm going to try and siphon that off and say as just this one change i'm going to go a little bit higher than you and hmm. say it's not the worst because I understand the need to make a character arc for um, a primary character and, and making him reluctant. Okay. Is, is not the character arc that I wanted to see, but it's not the worst thing in the world either. They could have made it even worse. And like, like he, he, if he, if he truly fought against being King and ran away and then decided to come back, like they would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, for me, for me, it's just so visceral because Aragorn is the true epic hero, and this is this is an epic, and I I love epic heroism so much mm -hmm. that 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 change to make him weak. That's why I went so low. I I agree with you. It isn't. I, I can think of worse changes. Um, Faramir's, for example. Yeah. Spoiler alert: In three <laughs> months or so, when we get to Faramir, he's going to be a one point zero. I'm telling you that already because that's the worst. But yeah, it's but, not going to be three months, man. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Nine months, ten months. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So 1.21, this is definitely our lowest one. Um, so there you have it. That's the, you know, the, by far the worst change made so far that we've discussed to Lord of the Rings. One that is throughout the entire books. This is not just like removing a character. This is actually changing his base motivations and making him into something that was not Tolkien, what Tolkien wrote. He is a lesser um, man and in a mm, big way. So well I don't like it. I'll put I don't know. Do we have any closing thoughts? You know, one thing maybe about this here, about the idea of, of an Aragorn is imagine if they would have still had Stuart Townsend, who was 27 when they started filming. Yeah. And um, Viggo Mortensen was 40, 41, I think, yeah. when they started filming. Uh, and so clearly, uh, if, imagine if they would have done that with him, how much different that really would have felt. Uh, with Stuart Townsend. So I, I feel like even then they realized, ooh, this is really isn't working. We've got to got to raise it just a little bit to make it a little bit more acceptable to give him a little bit more gravitas not just yeah i mean in dunedain years not wanting in, to do it in dunedain years he's about in his third late 30s yeah. um uh, in rather in regular um human years he's about in his late 30s even though he's 87 technically because yeah. he lives to be 300 so um yeah it's he's yeah. uh yeah he's 
he's late 30s and a guy that's 40 uh, looks a little older, which is appropriate because he, as as you quoted, the years were hard on him. Um, the, the Aragorn's own quote from the Council of Elrond. So, yeah, I think uh, I think age wise, Vigo was a great great choice for that. Yeah, I agree. I think he pulled it off. I mean, that's one of the strengths of these films is is who they cast. Honestly, other than Elijah Wood, I think he was the weakest part in the whole cast. We'll get to that at some point, probably. All right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, G- Gandalf and Bilbo. And, Aragorn uh, and Gimli and Boromir, even Legolas. Like I, I there's there's a lot there to like. Um, but the main, I just couldn't get on board with Elijah Wood. Anyway, that's something we'll talk about in the future. All right, guys, we're going to jump into our extended edition, our extended episode, our our the, the episode for those that are better than all of you who are sticking around because we're going to talk about more important things. I don't even know what we're going to talk about. It's like I said earlier, we're we're just going to. But it's going to be it awesome. We're, just going to throw in there. If you want to listen to what we're going to talk about that we don't even know, so we can't even really promote it, become a member at memory.com <laughs> slash member. $4 a month. Hey, the first month is free. And uh, join us on Discord. We've got a good few dozen going there. We're, we're approaching the century mark, slowly right. but surely, but we're approaching that, and that's exciting. And not, hey, not everybody, like far fewer than actually sign up have gotten to Discord. So if you haven't gotten to Discord, just go to the onering.com, log in, go to my account. And then go to your account page, and at the bottom of that page, there's a little button that says connect to Discord, and you can just connect to Discord. You can do it in the browser, too. So go ahead and do that. TheWonder.com slash member. Thanks, everybody. See you on the other side. Bye, freeloaders.